Hello, and welcome to another enlightening episode of The Media Spoon Advantage, the podcast designed exclusively for small business owners looking to navigate the intricate world of the digital landscape. I'm your host, Gypsy Biller, and today we're embarking on a journey from idea to execution, uncovering the fundamental steps to start and scale your own online business. In this episode, we'll break down the basics of launching your digital venture. We're going to explore five key strategies and insights that will help set you on the path to success. We're going to have a lot of useful information, so feel free to grab a pen and paper or a keyboard, and here we go. Okay, in this first of five segments, we're going to talk about finding your online business idea. So our journey begins with the foundational step of finding your online business idea. This is a critical juncture that can ultimately determine the success of your venture. In this segment, we will delve deep into five key strategies that will guide you through this process. First, identifying your passion and expertise. Defining your online business idea begins with introspection. Identify your true passions and areas of expertise. What are those subjects or activities or ideas that ignite your enthusiasm and curiosity? Your business idea should align with these core interests and values. Now, why is this a struggle? Many aspiring business owners and entrepreneurs struggle with choosing an idea for a variety of reasons, because they fear that their passion might not translate into a profitable venture. This hesitation often leads to a lack of motivation and enthusiasm in the long run. And so you end up postponing or putting it off. How can you get past this block? What can you do to find those ideas? Well, what you could do is do what you're doing right now. Learn, listen to a podcast or an audiobook. You could also sit down and list your hobbies and skills and knowledge areas, those places you naturally gravitate towards. Reflect on which of these you are truly, truly passionate about. Explore how that passion could be translated into a business concept. So for example, I have a passion for animals and nutrition, and I have a side business where I make bioavailable nutritious pet treats. I love it, and it serves my heart and my brain at the same time. What can you expect if you find something that aligns with these passions and knowledge base areas? Well, by selecting an idea that is aligned with your passion, it ensures that you have a sustained motivation and you have an intrinsic, genuine interest in your business concept. This will help fuel your dedication and creativity, increasing the likelihood of long-term success. What would be the second step? Well, once you have your idea, the second step 
will be to conduct some market research. Once you've identified your passion, the next step is to conduct comprehensive market research. Dive deep into your chosen industry or niche to understand market dynamics, customer behavior, and emerging trends. Now, why should you do this? Insufficient or not enough or any market research can lead to horribly misalignment, horrible misalignment between your product or service and what your potential customers actually want, the market demand. That will ultimately result in poor sales and wasted resources. So how do you do this? How do you do market research? Well, in the beautiful online environment we have these days, there are lots of resources at your keyboard fingertips. You can explore online tools like Google Trends, SEMrush, or any industry-specific databases that you might know of or can find. You can analyze competitors to identify gaps or underserved areas in their offerings. Seek out forums, social media groups, and surveys to gather insights from potential customers. Make sure your um, product idea or service idea is in alignment with what they would want to actually purchase. And what can you expect from that? Well, by doing your market research, your due diligence, it's going to help you identify opportunities and gaps in the market, ensuring that your business idea ultimately does re reach real customer needs, which will result in conversions. Third, now that you've done the market research, now you need to go through and analyze. So competitor analysis is a crucial step in shaping your business idea. Study your competitors, both direct and indirect, to gain insights into their strategies, strengths, and weaknesses. Why? Why should you do this? Well, it's good business sense, but ultimately neglecting that competitor analysis can result in launching a business, a product or service that struggles to differentiate itself. You could be overpricing yourself out of the market. You could lead to stiff competition in a very limited market share. There's multiple things that need to be considered. You wanna set yourself up for success right out of the gate. So how do you accomplish this? How do you analyze that competitor information? You're gonna identify your main competitors, who are they, and analyze their products or services. Investigate their marketing tactics. Are they marketing on social media? Are they doing TV? Are they doing billboards, radio? Where are they marketing? Pricing strategies and customer engagement. There's all sorts of different um, strategies and methods for all of this. Look for areas where you can offer something unique or superior than what you see them offering. Expected outcome, ultimately, competitor analysis provides you with a competitive advantage. That is what you are trying to gain by helping you position your business in a way that stands out and meets customer demands more effectively. Okie dokes. 
Oh, sorry, that's the mom speaking me. Now that we've done our competitive analysis, we're gonna select a niche. We're making ourselves unique. And so, so choosing a niche is about finding a focused segment within your chosen industry that you can serve exceptionally well. Narrowing your focus can lead to greater success. Why is this necessary or recommended? Not selecting a niche can result in spreading your resources too thin. And resources, time, money, sleep, making it challenging to gain recognition in a crowded market. So how do you go about narrowing down your niche? What you're going to do, and by this point, you will have a pretty good idea. You're going to identify areas of your industry with specific needs or underserved audiences. Assess that competition within the niches. Determine if your skills and interests align with that niche, which you should have done already. Um, and the expected outcome by selecting a niche allows you to become a specialist in that field and it makes it easier to attract and engage a very specific loyal audience because they trust your abilities. One of the last things we're going to do as we get started, we've selected our ideas, done some analysis, selected our niche and narrowed that down. We need to validate our idea. Now notice we selected our niche and kind of got into a little bit of our um, client avatar. That's necessary because when it comes to idea validation, you, you want to do this before you commit 100%. So it's crucial to validate it. You're gonna seek feedback and test the waters to ensure there's a demand for this product or service that you have spent time developing. Why is that necessary? Well, launching without validation, no matter what your research says, can lead to wasted time and resources, like we mentioned before, on a business concept that may not resonate with your target audience. And ultimately, you would not be successful. So how do you do this? You're going to create a minimum viable product, an MVP of sorts or a prototype to showcase your idea. Share it with a select group of potential customers and gather their feedback. Conduct surveys or run social media poll polls to gauge interest. What you can expect from this is you can get idea validation, meaning um, yes or no, ultimately, or maybe, and you can fine tune it, you can fine tune that concept and ensure that you're on the right track to meet the needs of your future customers. Now, it might not be right away. You might have to make several iterations before you have perfected your offer, but that's why we do the idea validation. With these strategies, you'll not only define your online business idea, but also set a solid foundation for success and for the next steps. Remember that right idea aligned with your passion and backed by research is the cornerstone of your digital venture success. In our next segment, we'll explore how to build a robust online presence to breathe life into that idea we spent so much time validating. Segment two, building a solid online presence. 
With your online presence in hand, it's time to transition from the conceptual phase to the practical phase by building a strong online presence. This segment focuses on five key strategies that will help you establish a robust online footprint and ecosystem. First things first, domain and hosting. A domain name is your digital address. While hosting is like the digital land on which your business will be built, it's essential to choose these components wisely. Why? Picking the wrong domain or hosting provider can lead to technical issues, downtime, and a poor user experience, turning potential customers away. Not to mention, paying attention to your domain name can avoid some tricks, sticky and uncomfortable situations. How you accomplish this? Well, for your domain name, select something that's easy to remember, relevant to your business, and ideally includes your primary keyword or words. Hosting, where will this domain live? Choose a reputable hosting provider that offers reliable service, ample storage, and responsive customer support. What can you expect by accomplishing this as you're getting started in the online environment? A well-chosen domain and hosting provider will ensure your website is accessible, loads quickly, and provides a seamless user experience, boosting your credibility online. Second, now that you have your domain, it's time for website development. Your website is your digital storefront, and it must be designed to engage visitors, provide information, and drive conversions. Why? Well, a poorly designed website, and I'm sure you can find many, can deter potential customers, leading to a high bounce rate and lost opportunities. So how do you go about website development? You can do several strategies. First, user-centric design. This ensures your website is easy to navigate, mobile responsive, and visually appealing. It is all about the user. Clear messaging. Clearly communicate your value proposition, products, and services. No fluff whenever necessary. A CTA, call to action. This is a strategically placed announcement or invitation to guide visitors toward your desired outcome or action. What can you expect with a good website? An effective website design will engage visitors, keep them exploring your content, and increase the chances of conversion, whether that means making a purchase, signing up, or contacting you. Third, our content strategy. We have our domain and we have our website. What are we going to put in? Quality content is the backbone of your online presence. It not only informs, but also establishes you as an authority in your niche. 
Why is this a pain point? Lacking a content strategy can result in a stagnant website that fails to attract or retain visitors. So what can you do? Make sure you have a content calendar. Create a content calendar to plan and organize your content. Now, don't stress. Do not need to post every day. I always tell clients, you post when you can. Anything is better than nothing. But by having a content calendar, it helps that process so, so much. Value-driven content. Develop content that provides value, educates, entertains, or problem solves. And be consistent. Regularly update your website with fresh, relevant content. Draw those customers in. What can you expect by engaging this way? A well-executed content strategy can boost your website's search engine visibility, increase organic traffic, and engage and retain visitors. All right, now that we have our website and our content calendar, let's build that social media presence, which is our fourth topic here. In the digital age, Social media is a powerful tool for connecting with your audience, building brand awareness and driving traffic. Why is this needed? Neglecting social media is like burning money. It can result in missed opportunities to engage and connect with your target audience. So how do you do this? So many of us have personal pages, we may not even have a business page. So what do we do to get started? First things first, select what platform you want to be on. It should be one that aligns with your audience and your business goals. Depending on that client avatar, you're going to figure out where they hang out and that's the platform you should be focusing on at first. Consistent posting. You have your content calendar, and so you develop a posting schedule that makes sense for you and maintain regular engaging content. Maybe it's first thing in the morning, 5 a.m. with your coffee, you can make a post. Easy peasy. Interact. When you have people interacting with your social media, respond to comments, messages, and engage with your followers. What can you expect? An active social media presence can expand your reach, foster a community of loyal followers, and drive traffic to your website. All right, our fifth strategy, SEO. It's like the four-letter word sometimes in digital marketing, but SEO and keywords, search engine optimization, is the process of optimizing your website to rank you higher in search engine result pages, SERPs, making it easier for users to find you. Now, the reason why I say sometimes it's a four-letter word in digital advertising is because it is not often communicated to our audiences that SEO is a longer-term strategy, absolutely worth the investment, but it is a longer-term strategy with outcomes of six to nine months out, if done correctly. 
With that in mind, why should you do it? Because poor SEO, poor optimization is going to result in low visibility to your customers, reducing your chances of attracting organic traffic to your website or your social media. So how do you do this? How do you do SEO optimization? One, you can hire a company to do it, but ultimately what they are doing is they are doing some of that market research. They're just looking for keywords that are important to your product, service, or industry. Identifying relevant keywords and phrases will help them know what to put on page. On-page SEO is when you ensure your website's meta tags are optimized. The headers and the content, all of it has these keywords embedded as part of the journey. Quality link backs. These are um, a higher level part of SEO, and this might be when you hire somebody. You're gonna build high quality backlinks from reputable websites. So ultimately um, it's a way to show the search engines that your website is active through other websites in a way. Effective SEO strategies and practices can significantly in increase your website's visibility in search engines driving more organic traffic and potential customers. Just remember, it is a longer term strategy. By implementing these strategies, these five we've just talked about, you'll be able to establish a solid online presence, setting the stage for your digital business success. In our next segment, we'll explore the art of crafting a winning brand identity. Segment three, Crafting a winning brand identity. Your brand identity is your digital business's face and voice. It's the emotional connection you build with your audience. In this segment, we'll dive deep into five key strategies to craft a winning brand identity that resonates with your target market. First, logo and visual elements. Your logo and visual elements are the visual representation of your brand. They should be memorable and reflective of your brand's personality and ideals. Why is this a pain point? A poorly de designed or inconsistent logo can make it difficult for customers to recognize and remember your brand, resulting in missed opportunities or opportunities going to a competitor. So how do you do this? Professional design, invest in a professional graphic designer to create a unique and well-crafted logo. Consistent branding, ensure that logo and color palette and typography are consistent across all touch points. Every time someone sees your brand and your logo, it is the same. Expected outcome, a well-designed logo and consistent visual elements help build brand recognition and trust, making it easier for customers to choose your brand. Remember, we're talking about a minimum of six to seven exposures before most people will convert. Second, unique selling proposition or a USP. 
Your unique selling proposition is what sets your business apart from the competition. It's the reason why customers should choose you over others. Why is this important? Without a clear USP, your brand might get lost in the sea of competitors and customers may not understand what makes you special. So how do you do this? How do you come up with your unique selling proposition? Identify your strengths. Analyze what makes your product or service unique, such as quality, pricing, or customer service. Customer-centric approach is critical. Focus on addressing your target audience's specific needs and pain points. Effective communication. Clearly communicate your USP in your marketing materials and messaging. A well-defined USP helps customers understand why they should choose your brand, leading to higher conversion rates and brand loyalty. Third, your brand voice. Your brand voice is the tone and style in which you communicate with your audience. It should align with your brand's personality and resonate with your target market. Why? Inconsistent or unclear brand voice can lead to confusion and a lack of emotional connection with your audience. So what do you do? Define your personality. Define your brand's personality. If you're brand friendly, professional, playful, what is it? Define its personality traits. Audience alignment. Ensure your brand voice and personality resonates with your target audience's preferences and values. Consistency. Maintain a consistent brand voice in all communications, from social media posts to customer support. Expected outcome. A consistent and aligned brand voice helps you connect with your audience on a personal level, building trust and all right, our fourth strategy, storytelling. This is one of my favorite topics. Oh, it is so, 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 so important. Using that brand voice, we are going to be effective storytellers. It's a powerful tool for building an emotional connection with your audience. It humanizes your brand and helps customers relate to your mission. Why should you do this? Well, a lack of storytelling can result in dry, forgettable brand image that fails to engage your customers on a deeper level. So what do you do? Develop a brand narrative. Develop a compelling brand narrative that includes your journey, your mission, and values. Emotionally resonant content. Create content that taps into emotions and experiences shared with your audience. Consistent messaging. Ensure your story storytelling is consistent across all marketing channels. What can you expect? Effective storytelling makes your brand relatable and memorable, forging emotional connections that will ultimately drive customer loyalty. Five, our fifth topic here, consistency. Brand consistency involves ensuring that 
all aspects of your brand from visuals to messaging remain uniform across all platforms and touch points. Why is this important? Inconsistency can confuse customers, erode trust and dilute your brand's impact. So what do you do? How do you do that? Brand guidelines. You can pay someone to do this or you can work through it yourself. Some of it you should work through yourself. Develop brand guidelines that detail visual elements, your brand voice and your messaging, such as your colors, um, how you'll be presented online versus printed, all that kind of stuff. Team training. So once you've decided your guidelines, train, 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 train their brains, educate your team on brand guidelines to maintain consistency in all interactions. Once that's done, you're not done. Regularly audit yourself. Periodically review your brand's materials to ensure they align with guidelines. What can you expect if you do these things? Consistency enforces your brand's identity, making it easier for customers to recognize, trust, and engage with your brand. You become family. By implementing these five strategies, you'll craft a compelling brand identity that resonates with your audience, setting the stage for long-term success. In our next segment, we'll explore the critical steps to successfully launch your online business. Stay tuned. Segment four, launching your online business. Congratulations on crafting a compelling brand identity. Now let's explore the critical steps to successfully launch your online business. This segment covers five key strategies that will guide you through this pivotal phase. First, your soft launch. Before the grand opening, consider a soft launch or beta test. This involves offering your products or services to a smaller controlled group of customers or a limited geographical area. Why is this important? Skipping a soft launch can result in unforeseen issues with your offerings, website, or operations that could negatively impact your reputation. So how do you do a soft launch? Select a test group, identify a group of individuals or a small market segment to target your soft launch. Gather feedback, encourage those participants to provide feedback on their experience, product, or services. Iterate and improve, evolve. Use this feedback to make necessary improvements before the full launch. Expected outcomes from this? A soft launch allows you to iron out any kinks, refine your offerings, and ensure a smoother experience for your broader audience when you officially launch. Second step, marketing plan. Create a comprehensive marketing plan for your launch. This should include pre-launch, launch day and post launch strategies to maximize visibility and engagement. Why is this important? Neglecting a well thought out marketing plan can result in a lack of awareness and excitement during your launch, impacting your sales and growth. So what do you do? First and foremost, you could do an email campaign, build anticipation with email teasers and countdowns. 
Social media teasers are another great idea. Post sneak peeks and teasers on social media platforms. You could partner and collaborate, partner with influencers or complementary brands for joint promotions. Launch an event. Consider hosting a virtual launch event to engage your audience. What can you expect by engaging in these types of strategies? A well-executed marketing plan literally generates buzz, drives traffic, and encourages engagement, leading to a successful launch. Third and super important is your customer support. Set up a robust customer support system to address inquiries, issues, and feedback promptly. Providing exceptional customer service can let, set you apart from your competitors. Why should you do this? Well, I think we've all experienced it. Inadequate customer support can lead to negative reviews, customer dissatisfaction, and potential damage to your brand's reputation. How do you do this? Responsive channels. Offer multiple communication channels such as email, live chat, and phone support. Knowledge base is super important. Create a comprehensive knowledge base or facts section, FAQ, to address common queries. Training, train, train, train your brain. Train your support team to handle inquiries efficiently and professionally that align with your brand's messaging. What can you expect by doing this? Efficient customer support builds trust, enhances customer satisfaction, and fosters brand loyalty. Are you noticing a pattern? We love loyalty. Four, payment gateways. Super important in your online business. Ensure your website offers seamless and secure payment processing options that align with your customers' preferences. Why is this important? Complex or unreliable payment gateways can deter customers from completing transactions, leading to lost sales. How to accomplish this? One way is to have multiple payment methods. Offering various payment methods, including credit card, digital wallets, and alternative payment options. Security measures. Implement robust security measures to protect customer data. User-friendly checkout. Simplify the checkout process to reduce friction with your customers. Make it as easy as possible. Expected outcome? Efficient payment gateways enhance the customer experience, reducing cart abandonment rates and increasing conversion rates. Five, analytics. Implement an analytics tool to track website traffic user behavior, and conversions. Data-driven insights are essential for optimizing your business strategy. Why is this a pain point? Neglecting analytics can result in missed opportunities for improvement and growth. Analytics tools. Use tools like Google Analytics, Facebook Pixel, Conversion API, or other platform-specific analytics. Key metrics. Monitor key performance indicators, or KPIs, such as traffic, bounce rate, conversion rate, and sales. A-B testing. Conduct A-B tests to optimize elements like landing pages, CTAs, and product descriptions. 
what can you expect? Analytics provides valuable insights into your website's performance, enabling data-driven decisions to enhance user experience and boost your conversions. By implementing these strategies, you'll set the stage for a successful launch of your online business. In our next segment, segment five, our last one, we'll explore the strategies for scaling your online business for long-term growth. Stay tuned. Segment five, our last one for this podcast. Scaling your online business. Congratulations on successfully launching your online business. Now let's explore the strategies for scaling it to get you the revenue that you want for long-term growth. This segment will cover five key strategies to expand your digital venture strategically. All right, first things first, your customers. Customer feedback, listening to your customers is paramount to your business's growth. Gather, actively gather and act upon their feedback to enhance your products, services and overall customer experience. Why should you do this? Neglecting customer feedback is like burning money. It can result in missed opportunities for improvement on why you might have lost a sale and ultimately reduce your customer churn rate and increase loyalty. How do you accomplish it? Feedback channels. Create multiple channels for customers to provide feedback such as surveys, feedback forms, or direct contact. Prompt responses. Respond to customer feedback promptly, acknowledging their concerns and showing a commitment to improvement. Feedback analysis. So take that feedback, don't just read it. Analyze the data, identify trends and areas of growth and enhancement. What can you expect for your business if you engage in these strategies? Effective feedback management leads to product service enhancements that will align more with your customer needs, driving loyalty and word of mouth referrals. Second, marketing strategies. As your business grows, your marketing strategies need to evolve. Invest in marketing tactics that align with your audience's preferences and generate ROI. Why is this a pain point? Sticking to the same marketing strategies can lead to stagnation and missed opportunities for a broader audience. As your client avatar ages and evolves, so should your marketing strategies. You do not want to lose them. So how do you do this? Diversified channels. Explore new marketing channels or platforms that reach your target audience effectively. Content marketing. Invest in valuable content that educates, entertains, or addresses customer pain points. Paid advertising. Allocate budget for targeted advertising campaigns on platforms like Google Ads, Facebook Ads, and other relevant networks like YouTube. Be realistic about paid advertising. It is not a cheap venture and ultimately you can pay 10 to 15% of your budget towards advertising as you start to scale. Email campaigns. Continue nurturing existing customers through email marketing. 
expected outcome from engaging in these marketing strategies is your business will grow and ensure continued brand exposure and customer engagement. Third, you're going to need to start scaling resources. To accommodate increased demand and maintain quality, you may need to scale your resources. This can involve hiring additional staff or outsourcing tasks. Why is this a pain point? Failing to scale resources appropriately can lead to overwhelmed staff, decreased quality, and missed opportunities. How to accomplish it? Assess your needs. Evaluate your current work workload and identify areas where additional help is required. Hiring. Hire skilled professionals or freelancers to manage tasks effect efficiently. Train, 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 train those brains. Provide necessary training to new team members to ensure they align with all of your brand's values and goals and messaging that you've worked so hard on. Expected outcome, scaling resources allows your business to meet increased demand while maintaining quality standards and customer satisfaction. Fourth, diversification. To scale, consider diversifying your product or service offerings to reach new customer segments or expand within your niche. Why is this a pain point? Over-reliance on a single product or service can lead to vulnerability if market conditions change. How to accomplish it? Market research, and we have already done that if we have our reached it this far. You're going to explore new niches or segments within your industry that align with your expertise. So this will be additional market research. As you have worked through your product and launched, you will have identified areas of growth and potential holes in your market. Product development. Create complementary products or services that resonate with the identified market. Cross-selling. Implement cross-selling or upselling strategies to introduce customers to additional offerings. Expected outcome from doing all of this is that diversification enhances your revenue streams, reduces risk, and broadens your customer base. All right, our fifth strategy in our fifth segment, so this is 25 different key points we've talked about, is the digital landscape is dynamic, stay agile, adapt to industry changes, and continue to innovate to meet your evolving customer needs. Why, why, why failure to adapt and innovate can lead to stagnation and loss of competitiveness and ultimately loss of sales. What do you do? Marketing monitoring, continually monitor industry trends, customer preferences, and emerging technologies. Innovation culture, foster a culture of innovation within your organization, encourage employees to contribute ideas. Experimentation, be open to trying new strategies, technologies, or approaches to stay ahead. What can you expect? Adaptation and innovation ensure your business remains competitive and relevant in a constantly evolving digital landscape. By implementing these strategies, you'll position your online business for sustained growth and long-term success. Remember that scaling is an ongoing process and staying attuned to your market and audience is key. You cannot stop. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Media Marketing Advantage. 
in our next episode, we'll explore advanced digital marketing techniques to make your online business to the next level. And there you have it, folks. We journeyed from the inception of your online business idea to the thrilling phase of scaling it for long-term success. I hope this episode has armed you with valuable insights and actionable strategies that you can implement in your business right away. Remember, your online venture is not just about products and services. It's about crafting a compelling brand identity that resonates with your audience. It's about listening to your customers, adapting to change, and fostering innovation. Whether you're just starting or looking to take your business to new heights, these strategies are your roadmap to success in the dynamic digital landscape. I encourage you to visit this episode as needed, taking notes and applying the strategies that align with your business goals. The journey may have its challenges, but it's also filled with opportunities waiting to be seized. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Media Spoon Advantage. Your determination and dedication to growing your online business are inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Remember, the digital landscape is ever evolving and your business has the potential to thrive amidst the challenges. Until next time, keep innovating, keep growing, and keep thriving in the digital realm.